Grace, mercy, and peace be yours from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Perhaps it can be safely said that there hasn't been a New Year celebration in recent memory that has been looked forward to as much as the transition that we're navigating today and this weekend from 2020 to 2021. Certainly, uh, individuals and families perhaps have endured years that they would prefer to forget. And for those people, a new year observance brings with it the hope that the next 12 months will be brighter. But it's been a while since we've collectively had a year like 2020, a year that has featured grief for many, and at the very least, disruption and a high level of inconvenience for virtually everyone. The news has been loud, the stress has been high, the isolation has taken its toll, and we're all ready for better days in 2021, God willing. But what if in the midst of the noise and the chaos of this past year, we've been tempted to forget truths that are really bigger than any year, no matter how crazy or how difficult? What if in the midst of the craziness, we've lost sight of our true purpose? What if we've misdiagnosed What's really the fundamental problem? What if we've been tempted to forget the promise that actually gives us hope? The new year isn't just a time to hope for the best. Many in our culture recognize that a new year is an opportunity to get our house in order, to check on our overall well-being, and to make adjustments. Many people call them resolutions that will put them on a healthier course for the future. For us in the church who continue to celebrate the Christmas season and the arrival of our Savior, this time of year is always a prime opportunity to get back to basics ourselves. It's an opportunity to remember our purpose for living. It's a time to accurately diagnose the problem that we continue to face. And above all, it's an opportunity to rehearse the promise that is ours in Jesus. So as we consider the readings uh, for today, we will take advantage of this opportunity that a new year presents and get back to basics. Basics that will ready us for whatever 2021 holds. As we begin by considering that first P that I mentioned, our purpose, we can look at a host of Bible passages. But we are going to start by going back to the very first pages of the Bible, to Genesis chapter 1 and 2. It's there that we find God forming the man and the woman from the dust of the ground and placing them in the garden. And it's there that we hear God speak of his purpose for humans. 
Genesis 1, starting at verse 26, we hear God say, Let us make mankind in our image, according to our likeness. And let them rule over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the sky, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every crawling thing that crawls on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and fill the earth, and subdue it, and rule over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the sky, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Here, on the first pages of the Bible, we see the purpose that God has given to us human creatures to be his image bearers, to rule over and to care for the rest of the creation as God's representatives. Like ambassadors, we serve the interests of the one who has sent us into the world. And the work that he's given us to do is really summed up in one word. Love. We most accurately reflect God's image as we love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, as we love our neighbors as ourselves. We represent him well as we trust the love that God has first shown us in Jesus and then seek to reflect that love to one another. And given that love is always others-centered, our purpose is really realized in our life with one another in the ways that we serve one another with the gifts and the talents and the opportunities that our father provides us and we've endured a year that has featured things like a pandemic a strange election a year with riots in streets across our country and yet those things don't distract from the main purpose in fact in some ways, they give us prime opportunities because we see people in real need who need the love that God provides us in Jesus and need to see that in tangible ways. For the child of God, this year has been filled with opportunities to carry out the very purpose that God has always given us. But if you're anything like me, you can also look back on this year and identify ways in which you and I have instead been distracted from our purpose. Perhaps we've focused on self-preservation, being safe, or on not making mistakes. If you're like me, and you're not a fan of conflict, perhaps you've spent more energy than you should have uh, trying to word things carefully and not offend anybody. If you're more comfortable with conflict, perhaps you've spent extra, extra time on social media, posting your opinions and pasting the opinions of other people who agree with you. In various ways, we've been tempted to set our real purpose aside, to reflect God's image as we trust in his love and share that love with one another. We've been tempted to focus on ourselves instead, our happiness our comfort, our safety, our rights, 
our point of view. As the church, uh, we've been tempted to do the same thing collectively as a community. When times get tough or when resources get tight, we can begin to look inward and focus on things like self-preservation when God instead has created his church for the purpose of shining his light and sharing his love with others. And this theme of being distracted from our real purpose uh, really highlights the real problem that we must face in 2021 and in any year that God would give us. Ultimately, our biggest problem is not a pandemic. It's not systemic racism. It's not climate change. It's not the national debt. It could be argued, I suppose, that those things in, in various ways hint at the big problem. But at best, or at worst, they're only symptoms. The big problem is what we hear about in our scripture readings today. Places like Psalm 90, which we rehearsed responsively, or in the reading from Isaiah 30. In Psalm 90, we get words that actually come from Moses, and they speak of our mortality and of God's anger. Why? Because of our sin. The sin which tears at the good design of God's creation and wars against God's goodwill for our lives. In Isaiah 30, we have the prophet Isaiah speaking of the gift that God gives when he leads us to repent. He says, in repentance and rest, you will be saved. That idea of repenting is, is turning around. I've been going in the wrong direction, and yet God, by his grace and the leading of his spirit, turns me back toward himself. In repentance and rest, you will be saved, the prophet says. And yet he says, but you were not willing. He's speaking to a people in his day who didn't have much use for repentance and rest. They would try virtually any other solution that there was before they would turn back to God. Does that sound anything like today? I think that our culture is not much different from the culture of Isaiah's day. Have we allowed the symptomatic problems that we've experienced in the past year to shine a light into our hearts to see what's really there? To see if we've been trusting in the Lord with all our heart and leaning not on our own understanding. To see if we actually care enough for our neighbor to help them with something more than like a like or a retweet on their social media account? Will we listen to Moses, who speaks to us in the words of Psalm 90 and teaches us to number our days so that we may gain a heart of wisdom? Will we listen to the prophet Isaiah and find our true refuge and rest in God, to whom we are meant to return? By God's grace and by the power and leading of His Spirit, we will turn to Him again and again. Because when we do, we come to find that He's already given us some huge promises that give us hope in this new year in the way that nothing else can. That's our third P today, the, the promises of God that we rehearse. The Bible identifies the problem of our sin. 
And it's a problem that's 100% fatal. But even more, and even better, tells us of the remedy. Paul speaks of it powerfully in Romans chapter 8. That God gave His Son for us all. The gift God gave the world at Bethlehem so long ago continues to be the gift that far surpasses all others. In that child, in Jesus, we find forgiveness that cancels the guilt and breaks the power of our sin that would enslave us. In the child, Jesus, we're given a new identity as we're joined to him in the water. In that child, in Jesus, we find an advocate who speaks before the Father's throne in heaven for us. We find a God who is for us. In that child, in Jesus, we are given the hope of resurrection. The promise that life ultimately doesn't yield to death, though in the moment it looks that way. But that ultimately, death must yield to life. Because Jesus lives. And in that child, in Jesus, we're promised the presence of God with us always, even to the end of the age. We're never abandoned. We're never forsaken. We're never left without help. We're never left without power. Paul says it this way in Romans 8, Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will tribulation or trouble or persecution or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword. Just as it is written, for your sake we are being killed all day long. We were regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. But in all these things we overwhelmingly conquer through Him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the reason we have hope in 2021, dear friends. It's the reason we had hope in this past year, 2020. And it will be the hope, the reason that we have hope for years to come as well. So may God bless us as he leads us back to the basics this year, living in the purpose that he has given us to trust in his love and to reflect that love to others, understanding the true nature of the problem that we face, that problem of sin against which we're called to stand up and fight day after day. Rejoicing in the hope that comes from the promises that God has given us. Promises that God intends to keep for Jesus' sake. A blessed new year to you and to yours. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard and keep our hearts and minds today and always. In Christ Jesus, our Savior, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come. Amen.